0: Hey everybody. My name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today, we are going to talk about what happened with Silicon Valley bank. So this is a super big deal. This is the second biggest bank failure in us history. It was a run on deposits and it was, you know, from this tech focused bank that's been around for a long time. I'm going to talk about why it happened, how it happened, and then what will happen next and is (laughs) let's just buckle up. Silicon Valley bank has been around for a long time since 1983 and they primarily work with these VC backed companies. They're the partner for nearly half of us venture backed technology. Technology and healthcare companies that listed on the stock market in 2022 they were of course trading relative to the tech cycle because they had all these tech deposits there were four main things that happened they were able to benefit from this big tech run but then when the fed started raising rates they were not able to benefit and when the tech run started imploding they began to lose customer deposits and they also began to lose new customers so silicon valley bank been around for a while from the end of 2019 till q1 2022 their bank deposits tripled because of this big big run in tech because of this big bubble in vc and across all banks that was the theme though so bank deposits were skyrocketing everywhere deposits at us banks rose by almost 5.4 trillion dollars over that same time frame but people weren't demanding loans and this is important because banks take your deposits and they say don't worry we'll keep your money really safe but how they make money off your deposits is by loaning it out to other people so if people are like i don't really want to take a loan but all of these people are demanding to deposit with the banks the banks have to figure out another solution so they had a solution. They were like, how do we make money? They invested in securities and I'll talk more about like the specifics of the securities later on. And then they also invested in cash. So securities went up from $3.98 trillion to $6.26 trillion. And then cash went up from 1.67 trillion to 3.38 trillion. The two types of securities that they were investing in held to maturity securities, which you can lose money. And it's like no big deal because it's not marked to market. It's just hanging out on your balance sheet. And you don't have to realize any losses. And then there's available for sale. So available for sale reflects more of reality. That's when you sort of report what actually is going on during 2020, everybody was like, no worries. Like we'll just do available for sale. Like that's not a big deal because we're not losing money on these securities right now. Three quarters of banks in general, their securities portfolios were held in AFS, these available for sale securities. But then the fed started raising rates, right? And so bond prices began to fall because there's an inverse correlation between bond prices and yields. So banks were like, I'm going to take these AFS securities and reclassify them as HTM because I don't want to deal with these falling bond prices on the bonds that I've already bought. They were like, we'll take these losses up front, but then we're not going to worry about it anymore. So that was fine. Like, you know, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Yikes. But. Mm. sometimes reality catches up to you. So at Silicon Valley Bank, deposits grew from $61 billion at Q4 2019 to almost $200 billion at the end of 2021. Interest rates were super low. So it was kind of like, no big deal. Like, we'll just keep on taking these deposits in. And at the same time, they were investing in this, these securities, right? In order to make money. So AFS book grew from about $14 billion at the end of 2019 to about $28 billion in the first quarter of 2022. Then we had this non-reality held maturity portfolio that grew from 13.8 billion to almost 100 billion and that's longer duration right so like it's just more impacted by how interest rates rise then interest rates rose (laughs) and all of a sudden there is chaos. Right? Unrealized losses that weren't reflecting reality began to snowball. And so they had to do something at some point. So Silicon Valley bank was actually technically insolvent in September. What they had done is increase their security portfolio by almost 700 percent at the top of the market. So they were holding a bunch, a bunch of things. So as rates rise, you're just going to get absolutely slammed. So the question is, why did they get away with this? And why did they end up having to sell borrowing short to lend long is what banks exist for Silicon Valley bank was able to get around a lot of regulations because they were like, we don't have this amount of short-term wholesale funding that would require us to report in the way that you would want us to. And we don't need to do what these other banks are doing because we don't have that. Most of our deposits are coming from corporate customers. Like we're fine. Everybody was like, okay, like, yikes. I don't know. There was actually a living will created for Silicon Valley bank back in December because people were like, I don't know about you, but it was still no worries. Like they didn't have a chief risk officer from April 22 to, to, to January, 2023. Things got really bad for them. It was kind of like this perfect storm of the Fed raising rates, which impacted the securities that they were already holding. Deposits fell from $200 billion at the end of March 2022 to $173 billion at the end of December. And so all of these deposits tied to tech, tied to life sciences. And of course, tech and life sciences are going through their own crisis right now. So of course, customers are not going to be able to bank with them. The reason the customers are not banking with them in the same rate is because VC funding has dried up. One, there's not a lot of new companies coming to market. Like There's just not a lot of new investments, not a new, a lot of new startups kind of like getting that funding. And then also those startups are still burning through a ton of cash. Like they're still kind of operating in that bull run environment. They're also not getting more VC funding. So there isn't more deposits coming from existing customers as well. So Silicon Valley bank all of a sudden wasn't having deposits, but they were having all these securities and they had to figure out what to do. And so they had to start selling. So they sold 21 billion of available for sale securities and they had to raise money to stay afloat. Cause like yikes, right? Like a lot of unrealized losses. Silver was also blowing up, and then people just freaked out because they were like, Why are you raising money? What the heck is going on? And then this doom loop of freak began, and the CEO communicated wrong. He was like, Everybody stay calm and don't freak out because if you freak out, other people are going to freak out. Don't do that. And so it created this huge, huge problem. And then also, VCs like Peter Thiel came out and he was like, Take your money out of there. And that is a doom loop, that is reflexivity, that is what happened. So it was really these four main things the Fed raising rates blew out their holdings, their holdings were sort of risky in the first place, right? And and they bought these you know billions and billions of mortgages and yields were so so low and of course if you think about the people who got in in the housing market when yields are really low somebody's on the other side of that trade it was silicon valley bank and also, you know, this is a great quote from Sin. changing the price of government debt is the primary mechanism for tweaking employment and inflation, which as we're seeing can be at odds with the role of government debt in global financial asset portfolios. They also top tick the market. Number two, startups stopped depositing because VC funding dried up. So they had exposure to the venture side on the loan side. And then they also had exposure on the deposit side to the venture side. Just a lot of tech exposure here. And also clients were burning a ton of cash still because it was kind of like we're operating in this like growth oriented mindset. Also new investments. Stopped because VC funding dried up and uh, you know deposits dropped 20% in 2022 due, due to the tech downturn. And the CEO made stuff worse by like talking. Uh, yikes. And you know, what now? So th- a lot of the customers of Silicon Valley Bank are uninsured, which is really sad. Like they have more than 250,000 in deposits at the bank. So the FDIC stepped in and they were like, we're going to take over. We're going to make sure that, you know, you, you're probably going to get bought out by somebody like JP Morgan, but it was closed due to inadequate liquidity and insolvency. So the FDIC and the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation probably has been watching this for quite a while. Obviously, they were insolvent in September. It'll just be what happens over the weekend. So none of this is conclusive right now. But the regulators have had a long time to work on stuff like this. So it's not going to be a 2008.2. A lot of the other banks are way more insured. They don't have these sort of risky positioning going on. The other question, of course, is like, what is the Fed going to do? So the Fed is probably not going to raise rates by 50 basis points now. The two-year has slid almost 40 basis points to stay, and the people are just like, the Fed can't hike in this environment, like you have banks blowing up, and people are demanding safe haven treasuries now. And it also will be unlikely that the Fed does more quantitative tightening, because it just shows how delicate some aspects of the financial system are relative to what we thought it was startups what will happen to startups they might not be able to make payroll next week um, which is really unfortunate it'll happen we will see what happens like if they get bought out over the weekend and also companies that had no business relationship to silicon valley bank can't pay them pay, pay their people because silicon valley bank was a payroll deposit company for them as well and you know other banks so first republic bank They had a lot of unrealized losses in their held to maturity securities, but it wasn't anything like what Silicon Valley bank had. I think the big question of course is like contagion. So Silicon Valley bank is a part of a lot of ESG funds. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Financial firms have a lot of held to maturity bonds. There's $650 billion of unrealized losses in the, in this space, half in AFS and half in HTM. VCs kind of were like, Hey, this is going to be really bad and like get out of here. And Silicon Valley bank probably could have been okay if there hadn't been a bank run but because there was a bank run they weren't okay so that is now the question is like how many other people are in the position of silicon valley bank who didn't have this like big uh, hype cycle around a bank run but still have a position that is questionable so that's what happened it's really unfortunate and it's really sad i'd say like there's a lot of causes to it and there's some solutions of course which is of course regulation and diversified portfolios and all of those things but we'll see what happens over the weekend but yeah silicon valley bank Thanks for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me. If you'd like, go ahead and share with a friend. Hit like, subscribe. and um, hope you all are doing okay out there, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.